I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey, chickens. The frontier in space starts with uh, Ogron smashing through a door and almost falling over. Uh, slippery dippery. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Joey screams. Next thing, uh, President Glamour is getting a head massage. And she's got a blue dress on now. Um, apparently, the Historical Monument Society want her address their meeting on the 10th of January, which I got excited about because that's my birthday. <laughs> I get excited whenever my birthday is in a TV show. It happens a lot in Law and Order. Like, you know, in the in little interstitial bits where they say what's happened. It's like, you know, the trial, blah, blah, blah. 10th of January, I go, oh, it's my birthday. Gung, gung. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the uh, President Glamour has also been briefed on the anti-draconian riots in Peking. So at some point in the future, we're going to stop calling it Beijing and go back to the one that is based vaguely on a bastardised Cantonese version of the name. Um, seems implausible. Anyway, General Williams wants to talk to her. Uh, Joe and the Doctor, meanwhile, are running around the concrete area where they've been captured about four times before, and they're captured again by humans. Um, meanwhile, General Williams tells President Glamour that the draconian kidnappers have completely disappeared, but the Doctor and Joe have been recaptured. She offers him some wine, and uh, he looks like he's going to have some. But then he starts banging on about wanting to attack the Draconians, making a first strike. She's like, no, I won't start a war. And she has a, a, a bit of glamorous blue in her hair, matching her dress. I know it's it's awesome. Um, he says if she doesn't act, she'll be replaced. Oh, my God, it's Myanmar in space. Um, like a military junta and a female president. It's, it's all happening. It's in the past and in the future. It's like Battlestar Galactica. Uh, he says, 
I would never do that. You know, we're friends. You can trust me. But there are other people in the military who probably will. And she's like, look, I won't go to war, but I will expel the draconian diplomats. All right. Um, Then he finally gets his wine and has a sip and says, look, the truth is in the mind of those traitors, which is... The Doctor and Joe, obviously. Uh, And he's like, the mind probe. He wants to use the mind probe. Stop saying mind probe. (laughs) And she's like, not on the girl. I'll try to get through to her. Um, And he's like, no, the mind probe. Uh, So next thing we see, the Doctor is under the mind probe. uh, And he tells the General he's wasting his time. The mind probe operator is wearing an evening gown and very long gloves. And I presume she's on her way to the opera and is just doing a quick mind probing before she goes out. Uh, The General wants to know if the Doctor is from the Draconian Secret Service. And the Doctor is explaining about the TARDIS. And then we see the TARDIS on on like a little monitor spinning around. And then the monitor's showing bits of Ogrons. Oh, he keeps calling them Ogrons. Ogrons attacking the space shuttle that they were on. Um, And General Williams doesn't believe anything the Doctor's saying. And the woman's like, well, maybe he was brainwashed before. And he believes it. He goes, increase the power to 12. And he's getting more forceful in his in his uh, attacks on the Doctor. And the, doc- the Doctor's just calmly saying, yes, no, no, that's not true. No, that's not. And then the mind probe explodes. <laughs> well, not a big explosion. It just goes, Pfft. Um <laughs> Later on, uh, we see the Doctor in his cell lying down. This is obviously imprisonment number 12, 11. Joe asks uh, if he's okay. And he's like, oh, I like your outfit. Who are you fighting tonight? She's wearing like a kimono thing. <laughs> so she's off to a judo competition. Um, and the Joe's like, oh, they just kept on at me to confess. And the doctor says they'll only believe them uh, if they tell them what they want to hear. So it's kind of pointless with everything that's going on. Uh, the doctor says he regrets not helping the Ogrons. <laughs> the doctor regrets not helping them. And he goes, at least they would have taken us to where the TARDIS is. And the president wants to see the doctor. So they've been sent for again. Like they barely sit down in their, on their bunks and they've been dragged out of prison every two minutes. Uh, Joe's just going to wait around in case the Ogrons come and rescue them again. Um, the doctor tells the president, I've been telling you the truth. You just won't believe me. And she offers to pay him. She goes, whatever they're paying you, I'll I'll pay extra. And he's like, look, you'd be buying information that doesn't exist. So she says she has no choice. She's sending him to the lunar penal colony. Colony? Connolly Ogrons. <laughs> The lunar penal colony without a trial. I shouldn't do these things first thing in the morning. <laughs> no, I'll wait through a coffee. Um, so he's off to the lunar penal colony. Penal colony. Oh my God. How did people say penal colony when Australia was a penal colony? Um, <laughs> see, I can say it now. <laughs> They're sending them to the offshore detention center on the moon. There you go. That's easier. Um, they won't let him say goodbye to Joe. Uh, and the next thing, we're on the moon. Um, the doctor's marched into a room with a very diverse group of people. This casting is great for the future. Um, one of them says, look, only political prisoners get sent to the moon. He sabotaged a military installation and once he gets sent to the moon it's forever and then some other some bossy man wearing the same uniform as everyone else comes in um and he says what's that in your pocket and he goes oh it's my allowance of chocolate that's the saboteur and he's like no chocolate allowed here and he takes it and the doctor goes that's stealing he goes well that's what i got banged up for in the first place (laughs) um then the governor comes in he wants to know why the doctor's dressed like that you know like the doctor um (laughs) And they're like, oh, he was rushed here, so he didn't get a chance to get him a uniform. Um, 
And uh, then the doctor says to the saboteur, I thought you said there were no common criminals here. Um, and this old man comes over and says, oh, they import hard criminals from other prisons to be trustees. Uh, the saboteur calls him Professor Daler, I think, and recognizes, and the professor recognizes him as a member of the youth committee on the in the peace party that sabotaged the military. Um, and he goes, I think there's more members of the peace party here on the moon than on Earth. Oh dear. Uh, the doctor asks about escape, and the professor says, Oh, look, I'll go and get you a uniform. And I'm like, Ooh, what's going on here? Um, meanwhile, the president and General Williams are looking at a giant screen. <laughs> <laughs> with evidence that the Doctor and Joe are wanted criminals. Like, it's a whole wall of television. I love it. Um, apparently, the Sirius 4 government have a claim on them. Uh, she says they've uh, sent the commissioner from Sirius 4, and she's considering handing them over to him because, you know, of all this list of crimes. She goes, I can't believe that nice girl has done all these terrible things. Um, General Williams is is really not happy about it. Uh so uh, the, the the commissioner enters. Uh, he's announced by another woman in a glamorous gown and long gloves. Everyone's on their way to the opera, <laughs> except General Williams. He's in a uniform. Um, anyway, the commissioner from Sirius Four. It's the master. Oh, here it goes. Um, General Williams is not happy about any of this situation. Um, so, on the moon, the saboteur is playing 3D chess. Uh, the doctor and the professor comes in. The doctor's got a, the new uniform on. It's like, a, it's like a dressing gown, lightweight dressing gown and a pair of pajama pants. Um, the doctor's like still talking about escape. And the, the professor says, look, everyone who tries to escape dies. Uh, meanwhile, the master wants the Doctor and Joe. He says, Sirius Four has dominion status in the Earth Empire. Um, and the president's like, you can have them, even though General Williams is like, bum, 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 bum. Uh, on the moon, everyone gets this, uh, a sippy cup full of dinner. Um, it looks like, you know, black tea, but, uh, you know, they're all sucking it down like it's full of nutrients. Apparently, it's an, all they need for the day. Um, uh, the Doctor's talking about escape again. That's all he can talk about one track mind and the professor's obviously making a plan he's got like we've got no proof i can trust you and the doctor tells him his third party theory again uh meanwhile the master has gone in to visit joe and goes i've come to take you all away from all this grant <laughs> she's like i'm not going with you and she goes oh my god you're the one who planned all this you're trying to start the war he goes of course the ogrons could never think this up themselves uh and she wants to know why and he's like oh that's for me to know you to find out uh, the master says he found the TARDIS in the Ogron stash, and so he came to rescue them. Um, so Joe's out of prison, number two, uh, and they're going to go and collect the Doctor from prison number three on the moon. Um, the professor believes the Doctor's third party theory, and... Uh, and then the bossy man, the actual criminal, whose name is Cross, he pats down the professor and starts whispering, oh, there's a spaceship waiting for you. And uh, the professor's like, look, I'll pardon you when the peace party takes over, all right? Uh, the professor comes back and says, there's two spacesuits. We're going to walk across the moon to a spaceship and I'm taking you with me, he says to the doctor because um, he believes him because we can get your message out about the third party theory uh, so they go into an airlock and get suited up they can't use the main spaceport entrance have, because it's too heavily guarded so once more we hear that they're going to walk across the moon in the spacesuits and then outside the criminal cross uh, turns a knob 
And the doctor goes to put the oxygen cylinder on. He goes, oh, my God, it's empty. They're both empty outside. Common Criminal Cross has turned off the air and locked the door. The airlock is being depressurized. It's the end credits. Oh, my God. This is exciting for a show about three different prisons. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.